Hello and welcome to Unleash Your Inner Creative with Lauren LaGrasso. My name is Lauren LaGrasso and this show is meant to help you make creativity the filter for your life, redefine your relationship with fear by taking it out of the driver's seat, step more fully into the essence of who you are and claim your right to have a dream and take up space. I am flipping things on their head a little bit this week. So I usually do my interview show on Wednesday and on Fridays or Saturdays or Sundays. It's kind of been flexible lately. I'll do something called a creative check-in where I basically share one creative revelation I've had in the past week and how you can use that in your own life. Well, this Wednesday, we are taking hump day by... I was going to say the horns. I don't know. We're basically switching things up. We're making it a wacky Wednesday, okay? (laughs) And I'm going to do the check-in today. I have a lot of things to say, but it's also because I want to do it. And I think that's my very first check-in for you. If you have power over the creative things you're putting out in your life, I've talked about this before, but it's something I continually try to work on with myself. And I want you to think about with your own creativity and your own things that you do that bring you joy. Just because you've been locked into a certain pattern doesn't mean you have to continue that pattern. If something else feels good in the moment go for it. And tonight, what felt good to me was instead of sitting here and editing a 55-minute interview and recording raps, was to sit here and talk to you about things that are honestly on my mind. And it's something I tweeted out recently, and that was, follow the fun and see what happens. You know, one of my New Year's intentions this year was to have fun. Obviously, certain parts of that have just been not possible due to the state of the world. But that doesn't mean we can't seek fun and seek joy in the littler things that we're doing. That includes your creativity. That includes any conversations you engage with. For me right now, since I'm putting myself out there and starting to finally date, that includes dating. And yeah, it doesn't have to be so serious all the time. And we are always able to be flexible and nimble and change. So that's my first little piece of advice. I didn't even mean to talk about that, but... I think it it's something I'm going to keep restating at least every few months. We are never locked into a certain pattern, whether it's with creativity or anything else in our lives. We don't have to keep doing something just because we've done it that way. And people maybe will take a minute to readjust when you change your pattern, but they'll jump along with you because ultimately the people that are for you want to see you succeed and care about what you have to say. And the people that aren't, They were going to leave you at some point anyway. The minute you stopped fitting into whatever their cookie cutter vision of you was, that was the minute they were going to leave. So anyway, long story short, do what feels good. The people who are for you will go with the flow. But today's check-in beyond that is about the persistent questions we ask ourselves. I know for myself, I have a few different questions I'm continuously asking myself. And I want to talk about the wisdom in those questions and how we can turn that into something different. I also want to share a visualization and a little story about taking back your power in a situation where you give it away. This is specifically for people pleasers. I've had some deep realizations about this lately, and I've I've been gifted this visualization that has helped me tremendously that I want to share with you. And lessons learned from living authentically and how we can start to choose authenticity over perfection. Full transparency, in the vein of following the fun, I'm sitting here having a white claw. Maybe you're at work right now. Maybe you're on a walk. But if you're listening to this at night, join me. Have a cocktail, have a seltzer water, have a beautiful cup of chamomile tea, a coffee. Sit here with me and enjoy your life a little bit. So the first thing, 
the persistent questions you ask yourself. What are the persistent questions you continuously ask in your own mind and what do you do with them? I started realizing that I have a set of maybe five to 10 questions that I continuously ask myself, but that I don't really search for the answers for. And they're questions that are somewhat shameful. They're shame talk. They're questions that are not nice. They're questions that definitely give my power away. And it's just, it's not a very empowering line of thinking. So this idea that I've had is that like miracles do happen sometimes, but most of the time you're not going to find the answer to a persistent question without actually looking for what the answer could be. So think about this. If there's a question that comes up in your head over and over and over again that you feel frustrated about because you don't know the answer, is it because the answer isn't available or is it because you haven't taken the time to seek out the answer effectively and strategically? If it's a second option... Make it your mission to keep seeking until you find the answer, and then you can try to make that thing happen. And this is like a pep talk I gave myself last week because I'm constantly asking myself, why isn't my music getting listened to more? Why haven't I made it in all the ways I want to yet? Will I ever meet someone? Will I ever find love? Am I working hard enough? These same questions over and over and over and over and over again. And it's enough to really drive you to your wit's end, especially when you're living alone. And so something finally hit me. I think it was when I was spinning on one of the music questions because I'm like, why aren't more people following my music page? And for anyone who's a first-time listener, I'm also a singer-songwriter. I'm like, why aren't more people following my music page on Spotify? But I've asked that question so many times and I've kind of like danced around how I could get more people there. But the truth is, if I spent even a tenth of the amount of time looking for the answer to that question that I spent asking myself that question, I probably would have a lot more followers on Spotify. It's a lot easier to get in a feedback loop with something that feels safe, even though the question is kind of like scary and unnerving, but there's safety in the persistence of it, right? And, And in the fact that I know how to ask the question, but I may not know how to seek the answer, or I may feel insecure about once I do find an answer, trying to go about enacting that because then I open myself up to failure. But if I just keep spinning on the question, nothing is ever going to happen. Curiosity is the first step. But if we don't take action on our curiosity, on fulfilling our curiosity, it's a bad, bad cycle and very frustrating. Like curiosity should never lead us to frustration. It should lead us to inspiration. It should lead us to fulfillment. It should lead us to knowledge. But when we get in a question feedback loop, just spinning, 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 it's really, it's just a way to like engage with anxiety. And as I recently realized, like anxiety is just fighting with God, you know, or fighting yourself. Either way, not a good situation. So my call to action for you and and for myself as well is The next time you start spinning on a feedback loop of questions, just consider searching for the answer. And then once you've considered searching for the answer, maybe do a quick Google search or a journaling prompt and see how you could maybe go about starting to find the answer. Maybe ask a friend what they think of a particular situation. Maybe talk to your therapist Something else that all this has kind of brought up is how often over the course of my life I've turned my attention toward 
other people's reaction to me and toward being an approval seeker and thinking that I earn love through other people's approval and through my achievements versus asking what truly pleases me, how I feel about a situation, how I can serve in a situation. And I've been telling you over the past few weeks, there's been some personal things that have been going on. There have been things in my career that have felt a little rejecty. And there's even things, you know, like with my family who I love, but like I realized that I've sacrificed pieces of my authenticity because I didn't want to go too far outside the box of what I thought my family would feel comfortable with. And therefore, in in staying smaller in some ways and not talking about certain things I wanted to talk about or sharing certain things that I felt would go against my Catholic raising, I abandoned myself. And I think that as long as we're doing that, we're not going to, be, first of all, be able to show up authentically and really ever find like some level of inner peace and joy. But beyond that, like if success is this thing I want, I think some people can get successful without being fully themselves. I just don't think God is going to let me have that because God knows that I won't actually ever find peace in that. And so until I can fully integrate and be fully myself and really ask what I want versus trying to appease other people through my work and my life and myself, I'm never going to have the success I'm capable of because it's just, it's not coming from the right place. And that's in everything. That's in relationships. That's in my living environment. That's in my career. That's in literally everything because wherever you go, there you are. So I've been working with a kinesiologist named Kath Beardmore. She's amazing. And what she really helped me realize is how much I've been abandoning myself based on what I thought other people's opinions were of me. And instead of thinking of what my opinion was of myself in a certain moment, I was thinking, oh, how are they reacting to me and attaching my worth to their reaction of me versus how I felt of myself in that moment. So in particular, there was a situation where I had a conversation with a friend and this friend basically rejected me. Like they didn't really respond to something that I said that was like really vulnerable and really hard for me to do. And... I was pretty gutted over that. And I was really, though, when I first had this interaction with this person, really proud of the fact that I had the courage to talk to them about something that was important to me. But the minute that they responded in a way that didn't feel supportive, I lost all the feeling that I had when I went in with courage and integrity and vulnerability. And I just totally succumbed to the way they reacted to me versus how I felt about myself and in, in making that courageous move of telling them this important thing. And so she helped me look at that situation and realize that I had totally abandoned myself for this person's reaction of me and globbed onto that as the takeaway versus the fact that I had the courage to bring this up. And so she said, I want you to think of how it felt to finally get those words out of your mouth and engage with that power and really visualize it. What does that power feel like in your body? And when I visualized it, it looked like I used to use these uh, 
sparkles on my eyes in seventh grade. They're like Tony and Tina. I don't know if you ever use that makeup brand, but they're bright pink sparkles. And I literally pictured that going all throughout my body. And then she said, okay, good. Now I want you to picture a huge pole with that same kind of energy shooting out of your crown chakra and going straight up into the heavens as high as it can go to be with God or spirit or just to be in the sky, whatever makes sense to you. Basically, that that pole is acknowledging that you're a spiritual being. Then I want you to see that a very similar pole coming out through your sacral chakra and your legs going as far as it wants to go into the earth. And it's got that same energy on it. Now I want you to picture your energy in between those poles and realize that you're both grounded and you're a spiritual being. And right now you're here in this body embodying this powerful energy that is you. Now think about that person rejecting you. Do you still feel that level of sadness and abandonment that you were feeling? And actually when she asked that, I started laughing because I was like, no, I feel like a powerful woman who stood in my truth and spoke it out. And it doesn't matter how that other person responded to me because I did what I had to do to take care of myself. And that's the takeaway. The takeaway isn't how that person responds to you. The takeaway is how did you show up for yourself? If you're proud of that, that's all. That's what you leave a situation with. You can't control how the other person responds to the impetus you give them. But if you said what you needed to say, if you did what you needed to do, if you put your work out there, you can still be proud of that regardless of the response. And so I really want you to try that visualization. Think of a time in the past month where you've done something and didn't get the response you wanted And instead of thinking about what you did, of the bravery it took, of the courage it took, of how much you love the work you did, you made your takeaway the rejection or the lukewarm response. And then I want you to think about what it actually felt like to do the thing. Not the response, but just to do the thing. What that energy feels like in your body, what it looks like, where it lives. Then picture those two poles with that similar energy. I literally saw it like a metal pole that was wrapped with this bright pink energy shooting out from my head and then shooting out from, honestly, like my vagina, the sacral, it's called the sacral chakra, but it's basically your genitals. So the sacral chakra into the earth and just then feeling that deep power, whatever that energy feels like in between those two poles and knowing that you are here now, that you are here now and you are a powerful being and that you deserve to take up space, regardless of what anyone's reaction is to you. If you're putting yourself out there in an authentic way that comes from a pure heart, that wants to help, that wants to be truthful, that is your takeaway, not anyone else's response. Your takeaway is that you are there for yourself and that you try to show up authentically for others can't control how they respond to you, but you can control standing in your own power and being a leader in that way. So I hope you try that visualization because it's honestly, it's been getting me through this past week and it took, I was really depressed for like two weeks. Having that visualization took me out of depression and has been really, really helping me get through, you know, living alone during this time with all the emotions. It's really powerful. So I hope you try it. And I want to end with authenticity. It's something I brought up 
probably have said it 15 times in this episode because it's something I'm really, really focusing on right now. And that is a primary goal for me at this moment in my life. I want to shed all the well-meaning ideals that have been put upon me by society, by the Catholic Church, by my parents, by my culture, by what it means to be a woman in this world, and really ask what's true for me. And what would I do if nobody had any expectations of me or I wasn't afraid of shame or I wasn't afraid of other people making me feel bad? What would happen if I stayed with myself instead of assuming what other people might think about me? The first step in the right direction for this, believe it or not, was posting a video of myself dancing in my underwear and a jean jacket. (laughs) I had been afraid to post that for a multitude of reasons. Oh, what will my parents be ashamed? I don't want to bring shame to my family. Is it too risque? I'm not skinny enough to post that. Do I look stupid? All these things. But honestly, lately, I feel most myself when I'm dancing in my underwear. And it's amazing because that video is the most viewed video of anything I put out in the past year. And I'm just really starting to think that people can feel when we're being ourselves and when we're authentically ourselves and want to see more of that. So I'm going to start doing it more. And, you know, I even said to my parents, and they're the most amazing people in the world, I said, you know, guys, I love you so much and I've never wanted to bring shame to you or make you feel uncomfortable, but I want to start talking about things I've been afraid to talk about and things that I was afraid that you might not feel comfortable with or that you would feel judged by other people by if I put it out there, you know, like sex or relationships or personal conversations or issue. I don't know. It could be literally anything, but they were so cool with it. They're like, just because we're not comfortable with something or like we haven't worked through it doesn't mean that you shouldn't be able to talk about it. And you need to do whatever feels right for you. And a lot of times, you know, these ideas that we have that we can't talk about something or we can't do something has so much less to do with someone else's judgment of us and so much more to do with our own judgment of ourselves. I think I was afraid to feel like I was a dirty girl or gross or a slut or something if I talked about those things. And the truth is we're all sexual beings and it's it's more abnormal to not talk about it than to talk about it. As I've talked about on the podcast a couple times, you know, creativity and sexuality are in the same chakra of of the body. It's in the sacral chakra. So if you're not talking about it, there's so much you're leaving out. But I'm just saying, like, based on the dancing video, when we're authentic, we're rewarded. So a guiding principle for me right now is definitely to be deeply honest And to talk about things that I've been scared to talk about before, but that I deeply want to talk about because that feels like being me, feels like being myself, feels like a release, feels like fun. And it feels scary, but exciting. So anyway, that was a lot of information. But remember, if you keep asking yourself the same questions and you're in a feedback loop of questions, start to seek the answers or at least get curious about the answers. Take back your power by remembering how you felt in doing something courageous versus what the response to that was and start taking baby steps toward living more authentically and just see what happens. Thank you so much for listening. 
If you like what you heard, remember to rate, review, subscribe, follow the show on Spotify, tell a friend about the show, take a screenshot of the show and post it to your Instagram stories. I will repost to share my gratitude. And remember too, I am a musician outside of this. I just put out a new single. It's called Freak Show. Deals with a lot of the topics I talked about today. So follow me on Spotify to hear all my music and to support me and let me know how I can support you. Thank you to my dear friend Liz Full for making the theme music for the show. Follow her at Liz Full. And I will talk with you on Friday. I have a really fun Halloween special. (laughs) It's with the editor-in-chief of Rotten Tomatoes. He's awesome. His name is Joel. And we're going to be talking all about scary movies, why we love to be scared, what his trajectory looked like from being a little kid in Australia, trying to get a job in a movie theater, to now being the head of Rotten Tomatoes. And he's just a wonderful guy. And there was a lot of great takeaway and a lot of fun Halloween content. So definitely tune in on Friday for a spooktacular episode. (laughs) And remember, I love you and I believe in you.